0: Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intelligence, forecasts, and success strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Ball. Thanks for being with us on one of the stations around the country, iTunes, YouTube, or CommercialRealEstateShow.com. We're going to talk about the impact of rising interest rates on commercial real estate. We've all heard that interest rates were going to rise, and I think some of us thought, nah, it's never going to happen, right? We've had such, seems like artificially low rates for so long, but now we actually are seeing rates increase. We're seeing quotes for mortgages in the last three weeks at our shop uh, rise, and we are hearing uh, an impact from our buyers mentioning the cost of funds. So what will rising interest rates do to the value of real estate? What will rising interest rates do to cap rates and what should would expect moving forward there? How much will rates rise and, and how fast? Uh, what's the impact going to be to lenders? And are rising interest rates uh, an indication that maybe the cycle is turning? Well, we're going to talk to some experts around the country and get their opinion. Please welcome, welcome my first guest, Lisa Pendergast. She's Executive Director with CRE Finance Council. She's joining us on the phone. Lisa, thanks for being with us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Lisa, what do you guys think about rising interest rates? Is it really happening?
1: Sure. I mean, we're seeing a, um, you know, just looking at the 10-year Treasury rate, you know, we've seen a a, a tremendous backup in rates um, since the presidential election. If you go back to just prior to on, uh, you know, the morning of November 8th, the 10-year Treasury was at, you know, just 186, 1.86 percent, and it's now up to 2.39, 2.4 percent. Um, So we've seen at least a 50 basis point, a half a point um, increase in the 10-year treasury rate, Um, and that's certainly going to, as the benchmark for um, where we peg um, commercial mortgage loans, Um, so that's really driven up rates by at least 50 basis points, Um, and to the extent that, you know, anyone feels that there's volatility in the system, you could see rates actually rise, um, uh, the mortgage rates rise um, as a result of that as sort of lenders build in um, extra cushion for any anticipated volatility.
0: Okay, so Lisa, what is your estimate moving forward of how mortgage rates might uh, adjust over the next, say, year?
1: You know, I, I think there's no question that you'll see rising mortgage rates um, throughout the balance of next year. You know, what we hear from the the President-elect Trump, you know, is that there's going to be you know corporate stimulus to the extent that they're going to cut the corporate tax rate, or at least that's the intention from 39% to 15%, some say it might be 20 but nonetheless, that will act as stimulus. If you add to that the one trillion in infrastructure spending um, that the Trump administration is discussing today, and if it actually comes to fruition, all of that could be sort of accretive to the economy, um, but also potentially inflationary. So when you when you put those two things together, it would suggest that not only will the market move rates higher, but that the Federal Reserve will will raise their benchmark interest rates not only in December but will continue to do so. The December interest rate is is just a quarter of a point uh, most folks are anticipating. Um, however, that could grow uh, should in fact they start to deem the uh, the the movement from the Trump administration um, as inflationary. And then I would suspect that the Federal Reserve and Janet Yellen. Would decide to to move rates higher faster. So it might not be, you know, every every meeting at, my, at 25 basis points or a quarter of a point. It could be a half a point wow. um, as we start to see more inflation. And again, this is all based on the, the assumption that these policies will in fact work. That they'll stir growth to the you know four percent level, as Stephen uh, Mnuchin, Treasury Secretary appointee, you know, had suggested earlier when he was first appointed a week ago. And so if we see that 4% growth, you can anticipate that you'll see um, equal increases in um, interest rates along the way, which, of course, will affect, as benchmark rates for, for mortgage rates, will affect mortgage rates as well.
0: Okay. And how do you expect this to to impact banks and financing and CMBS and, uh, you know, the whole finance world?
1: Sure. I mean, for, for banks, it's actually a, a positive just because, you know it's it, it we are now dealing in an interest rate environment where deposits count and matter so it certainly makes the the banks healthier but as it relates to commercial real estate you know the the, the news is here that you know you're quoting rates today somewhere in the 4 to 5% area but the good news is that you have most of your loans that are maturing most of the commercial real estate loans that are maturing particularly in the CMBS world the commercial mortgage backed securities world have coupons in the five to six percent range. So most of those loans are still going to be refinancing into a lower um, mortgage rate environment, at least for a while. Um, And that suggests good things, particularly if the background for the economy is one of more growth than we've seen historically over the last, you know, during the recovery, I think most would agree that we've all felt that the recovery has been a little lackluster. So the fact that we see, in, you know, increased growth or could see increased growth due to corporate tax cuts and deregulation and, and many of the things that we've we've heard since the pres since the election, then you could argue that you'll you'll start to see a more robust environment, which is positive for commercial real estate. So to the extent that yes, your refinancing you know may cost you more, um, the hope is is that the income coming off of your um, real estate is going to rise along with the growth that you're seeing um, in the macro economy.
0: Right. And how about financing uh, underwriting? How about the uh, Dodd-Frank and what's going on there? And it seems like some some borrowers are having a little bit a tougher time uh, getting these loans approved and, and that that's impacting uh, the real estate world a little bit. And, and what, do you, what do you guys see there at Siri Finance Council? And what do you expect with Dodd-Frank moving forward?
1: Sure. Um, you know, the, the key thing with Dodd-Frank as it relates to commercial real estate had to do with um, with the CMBS market, who has been a, a significant lender to commercial real estate, um, and it is one of those prongs of lending that certainly here at Siri Finance Council we represent, along with portfolio lenders, life companies, banks, um, and some of the newer alternative lenders. But the reality is, is that... The Dodd Frank risk retention, which requires these CMBS issuers to retain five percent of a transaction, um, in order to meet this retention, and the idea is that you have skin in the game, which makes you a better credit underwriter. And the reality is, is that happening? Um, risk retention starts on December 24th of this year, so it will be in full effect when all of these loans that were originated in 2007, 10-year loans. Uh, mature in 2017. And yes, because, you know, there are a variety of factors at play, but because of risk retention, one would argue that credit underwriting will be more conservative than it has historically. It's not only, you know, in terms of the issuer holding that 5% and therefore obviously wants to hold something that's higher quality, but it's also because our investor base, people who buy, investors who buy bonds based off of these commercial real estate loans, you know, are insisting that we see, top-notch credit underwriting, um, and, and I think that what we've seen over the last six months is that underwriting has indeed grown to be more conservative. So what that means for the borrower, for sure, is that, you know, the leverage points on a, on a loan are going to be lower than they have been historically. So where maybe a, a CMBS lender might have been a, a 75 to 80% LTV, we're talking more 65 sort of, you know, 70% area. Um, And so, you know, they have grown more conservative, but I think there are a sufficient number of lenders, be they securitized lenders like the CMBS market. Life company lending has picked up significantly over the last several years as there's been disruption in CMBS. So I think both the life companies and some of the regional banks have picked up a lot of that lending activity to their credit um, and also to, you know, to the good of uh, of the property owner out there looking for finance.
0: Lisa, what if we're seeing some tightening of underwriting, and we're seeing some interest rate increases? Uh, what is the census on commercial real estate value, say a year from now?
1: Well, clearly, um, any backup in interest rates is going to have a, a similar effect on capitalization rates. Um, the only thing I would argue there is that if you really look at, you know, a capitalization rate is a is a benchmark, you know, Treasury rate along with some spread. Um, this spread has been quite wide um, over the last several years. Um, so that there's room for that spread to contract and for rates to the benchmark rate to increase um, and not have a significant impact on cap rates. You know, I think a, a lot of this has to do with where we are in the commercial real estate cycle. Um, go forward, you know, the argument might be that there's been a good amount of new development um, in commercial real estate. That's certainly the case for multifamily. I would argue in the case of multifamily that the home ownership rate continues to be one of the lowest we've had historically, and so that demand for multifamily and these new developments will remain quite strong. And in that aspect, you have you know, both Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and Ginnie Mae who are providing financing, attractive financing at attractive rates to multifamily property owners. On the commercial real estate side, there has been development. It's certainly not been to the extent that we've seen in multifamily, and it's really focused on certain pockets of the, of the U.S. markets. Um, so in those small markets that are being affected, say, by the contraction in energy prices, um, that may be something where, you know, they're going to, on the margin, will have difficulties securing the financing that they either thought they would get in terms of leverage, in terms of rate. Um, but I think that it will still be readily available. But it will have an impact on valuations as cap rates eventually do rise. Um, clearly, those valuations will suffer to some extent, but you know the cap rate is only one one sort of variable. The other variable is: are you seeing higher occupancy rates? Are you able to raise rents um, because the economy is doing better? The companies that would be tenants in your property, you know, they're doing better and therefore can manage that increase um, in rental costs.
0: Well said. And I'm certainly bullish on commercial real estate. And I think that you know there has been a uh, really lack of new supply, like you said, except for maybe multifamily. Well, Lisa, thanks for joining us. We appreciate your insight.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Well, stay tuned. We'll have more on rising interest rates impact on commercial real estate. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Today, our topic is the impact of rising interest rates on commercial real estate. Please welcome my next guest, Barbara Denham. She's an economist with Reese. Barbara, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, Barbara, what do you think the path for commercial real estate owners and buyers is going to be for rates moving forward in 2017?
2: Well, in 2017, I think we can expect at least uh, two more... Fed fund rate increases um, after one next week that uh, a lot of people are expecting and it's been built into the stock market. So I do see interest rates going up, but that usually means that job growth is strong and inflation has picked up. And if inflation has picked up, it probably means that wages have picked up. So more inflation isn't necessarily a bad thing, and as I've always thought, higher interest rates usually reflect Growing economy,
0: right, and that's good news for commercial real estate, right?
2: It is good news. Yes, I mean it definitely means that if job growth—it's all about jobs—so when job growth is positive, it means that office buildings are being filled, and um, you know the demand for apartments is up, and retail, the
0: whole, the whole nine yards. Right. So if you're expecting three bumps in the Fed's rate between now and the end of December, what is your guess that uh, those bumps will be and, 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 and what the impact will be on mortgage rates for commercial properties?
2: Well, you know, it'll definitely have a direct impact on mortgage rates. Uh, I think it'll be three twenty-five 25 uh, 25-point increases. Um, but again, by the end of 2017, and that'll probably have a proportionate impact on mortgage rates. So I think that might spur some home buying uh, in the early part of 2017. Maybe a lot of homeowners will be trying to secure a mortgage before interest rates go up more. Um, so it's it's again, it's really managing the expectations and the outlook and and recognizing where interest rates are at the moment vis a vis both history and the future. So it could spur a lot of home buyers into um the home Buying
0: market, yeah, and that always is great for the U.S. economy and and therefore co- for commercial real estate. So you said three twenty five basis points increases is your expectation in between now and the end of twenty seventeen.
2: That's my expectation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my my personal forecast.
0: Yeah. Okay, and then what impact would that have on mortgage rates for borrowers uh, for commercial properties in multifamily?
2: Well, for commercial for multifamily. Um, buyers and developers you know it'll raise uh, financing costs so I think um, you know a lot of owners and investors uh, see that as uh, you know it, it definitely an increase in cost so uh, cap rates might come up if people think that you know prices will go down it'll mm-hmm. it'll um, slow the growth in prices of um, commercial real estate purchases yeah. and you know financing costs usually has a Uh, increases cap rates proportionately, mainly because of that denominator, which is the purchase price might go down a bit. However, you know, consider the fact that last year uh, the Fed raised the Fed funds rate by 25 basis points. And, um, you know, if you look at the cap rate impact, there was very little. In fact, cap rates continue to decline in um, the apartment market.
0: Yeah, it's uh, been a robust market, and the people in the apartment industry are loving it, still doing the Snoopy dance about yes. multifamily. So w- w- is this some indication, Barbara, of a change in the cycle?
2: It's um, a good question in terms of the change. Mm-hmm. I don't see it, you know, I don't see that we've hit um, the nadir um, or the peak uh, in terms of, you know, maybe in cap rates we have hit the nadir uh, for apartment. But, um, again, it's more like an inflection point. So, and that is that, you know, things might decelerate a little bit more in some uh, measurements or accelerate in others, uh, and that's, so that's usually what an inflection point represents. But what I see is, you know, the interesting thing is, you know, higher uh, interest rates usually reflect, again, higher output, higher GDP, higher job growth, and that should be good for things like net income and, you um, office rents, things like that. Yeah. But it's it's a different economy now. Again, it's, you know, we should have had, you know, if you look at the textbook definition of what drives inflation, low interest rates drive inflation, and we haven't had that despite having rock-bottom interest rates for years now. So, you know, the, the usual economics of what, should happen when certain measures like the money supply and interest rates move in a certain way, it doesn't always work out that way. You know, we have the uh, global finance market the way it is, and people are more interested in the dollar now, so the dollar might go up even disproportionately more now. You know, we have a lot of uncertainty out there. And, you know, the that's why I said the impact on cap rates may not be as textbook um Directional as it is, as it has been, because of yeah. you know again this this just new way of the way the economy works.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then we have a real estate guy and a, a reality TV star as president. So yeah, there
3: you go. <laughs> and, and that there seems to be
0: a, a little positive for the for the markets. And you know what? And and also we have foreign investment still happening in the U.S. and commercial real estate as a safe haven. But obviously, rising rates, the cost of funds is going to impact uh, commercial real estate in some ways. So we're talking with Barbara Denham, with the economist with Reese about the impact of rising interest rates on commercial real estate. So, Barbara, if you picked a property type uh, or a class uh, that w- what might be most impacted by these rising rates?
2: Well, I think if investors are more conservative and if lenders are more conservative, it will probably have a bigger impact on retail development first, then office development, and finally apartment. So, in that order. I mean already investors and lenders are a little skittish about the retail market just because bricks and mortar retail has suffered considerably with the rise in e-commerce so I think people will be even more conservative going forward just because rent growth there in retail space is just not that strong mm-hmm. um, Office rent growth has also not been uh, that robust in this expansion so I think that'll be the next um, that would have the next uh, most dramatic impact. Again, I think office rents will go up. It just won't go up as rapidly. And finally, the the interesting thing about the apartment market is there will be demand for apartment, but it's always this competition between the housing market and the apartment market. So what's good for the housing market isn't necessarily as good for the apartment market, but if interest rates raise mortgage rates, then it'll be harder for homeowners to buy a home. And again, the demand for apartments will still stay strong. So Mm -hmm. That, that nuance between the office market and the apartment market, uh, I mean, sorry, the apartment market and the, the home ownership market is really what um, we'll be looking at very closely going forward.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, quickly here, I know you've got to go. What's the impact on an um, A uh, asset and a B asset? It seems like if interest rates go up 100 basis points that there's so much demand for A quality properties that they'd be less impacted than possibly a B or C product.
2: Well, that's a good question, but I, I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case because the people who can afford an a market might be those homeowners that will be going to, into buying a home in the next year or so, whereas those in Class B and C are, you know they're they're priced out of the housing market. so they'll stay with their uh, Class BC rent um, buildings. And I think as investors really again scrutinize how that a class apartment rent uh, tenant is moving into the home ownership market, they might stick with the Class BC uh, apartment investment over Class A because yeah. there's less
0: risk. Yeah, I, I like B apartments. I think there's a lot of opportunity there, but also be interesting to see the impact of rising rates on a, on a B versus A office tower yeah. or, or, or yeah, office no, I, complex. Well, well, Barbara, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate your input. For more information from Barbara Denham with Reese, visit Reese.com. Stay with us. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. check out Valuate, a real estate analysis program that can be easily shared with colleagues online to do what-if analysis. Visit GetValuate.com. That's GetValuate.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Well, today we're talking about the impact of rising interest rates on commercial real estate values, and we have two experts here in Studio One. We're going to get their independent opinions on this question. First, Andy Warren, Director of Real Estate Research with PwC. So, Andy, what gives? What's going
4: to be the impact of rising rates? Well, why would I be afraid of rising rates as a real estate owner? <laughs> don't rising rates mean the economy is doing better? Yeah. So, I'm going to have more tenants in a market that's got room to absorb some more tenants then i've also got a historically high spread over the 10-year treasury with my cap rates now so i think i can absorb a little of that cushion so I kind of in the camp that I think if rates go up, I, there will be a temporary kind of pause in the market as it kind of recalibrates and people think about where it's going. But then you get back to the fact, well, okay, we must be doing better. So my outlook should be stronger than it is. Maybe I change my rent underwriting a little bit or my occupancy going forward.
0: And I like how you said that if rates go up. And that seems to be what a lot of the sellers I'm hearing from today is like, ah, rates aren't going to go they're up. up. I mean, so what's your crystal
4: ball say? Uh, I think rates go up, but I don't think they go up enough. I think rates have to move 2 3% before you really start to see a hit. You know, one, you know, if we go up 1%, I think the market can absorb that without blinking. But I do think they're going up.
0: So let's say it's two years from now. What would you guess a range of, and I know it's just a crystal ball, uh, we can't hold you to it, but what would you guess if you were investing, what interest rates would be two years from now? Uh, three and a half, 4%. Three and Three and a half, four 4%. Okay. All right. Now, Mitch Rochelle from PwC, same question, what's the impact of rising interest rates on
5: commercial real estate values? What he said. Nah. <laughs> That's not- Everybody yeah. believes real estate is an interest rate sensitive asset class. I totally agree with Andy that we're gonna theoretically raise rates, or the central bank will raise rates because the economy is improving. If the economy is improving. There's more theoretical demand for real estate so we can afford it. Um, But if I look backwards a little bit, here's what I don't understand. We created more supply of commercial real estate and residential real estate when interest rates were twice what they are right now, maybe three times what they are right now in real rates. Right? If Two goes to six. So I don't really buy my own argument that it's interest rate sensitive. I think it's all about the supply and demand of capital. And will underwriting standards change? Will more debt be available? in a higher rate environment that's what's going to truly impact real estate but here's the thing and here's my bottom line nugget the chase for yields has been happening in a period of falling real interest rates and that drove a lot of investors to real estate because they felt like they got more yield investing or they got more total return investing in real estate than they may have gotten in an alternative income producing asset class so in a period of rising rates Do investors chase yield and chase it to real estate or do they run away from real estate? That's the one thing in investor behavior that I can't answer. Um, My fundamental belief would be if you like the risk profile of real estate today, why wouldn't you like it when rates go up, but if you look at the way retail investors, invested in REITs, I mean retail as as opposed to wholesale or institutional investors. When the Fed was going to act the last time they acted, they ran for the hills and ran away from REITs because they were worried about this notion that real estate is an interest rate sensitive asset class. So it depends on will institutional investors who like the asset class run towards it because the returns are are better because the rate environment has changed or will they run away from it Uh, I feel initially they're going to run away and long-term they're going to run to it. Did that make any sense, Mike? Well,
0: (laughs) yes, it did. So let me ask you this. So let's say that you uh, have a client buying a... um, a single-tenant net lease properties with a, a, a credit tenant there's a 15-year lease with no real increases so we take the rental increases out of the future value we're just looking at interest rates and cap rate changes what would you guess would be the ratio of, of a two percent rate increase on the cap rate of that property and therefore that property probably is like you know unless it has a little more demand maybe but I,
5: I, I would look at that at that trade and not even look at what cap rates are trading at and how cap rates are trading the market, I'd pull out the Bloomberg terminal and figure out what the credit rating of that that tenant is and underwrite the thing that way. Because what's going to happen is real estate is going to be more correlated to the fixed income market in a period of rising rates than perhaps it is right now. That's my tip.
4: are Are you getting a premium? Over the bonds that that company yeah. could issue yeah. buying their real estate. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it sounds like you're suggesting, guys, then that that rising interest rates, even a percent a year or 2% over the next two years, however you want to say it, it's not really have a material impact on the real estate values.
5: I think they're baked in. Andy and I were just talking about this in some yeah. emerging trend stuff. We've been asking our market participants for five years what's going to happen with rates, and they've systematically said that they're going to go up significantly in the next year and everybody's been wrong. I think it's baked into everything.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting. And we deal with some pretty large buyers and they're always telling us the the cost of their capital is always going to adjust their decision process. But gentlemen, thanks for being on the show. We appreciate you being here. Thanks, Michael. Well, stay tuned. We'll have more on this question. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Thanks for joining us and stay with us. Are you in commercial real estate brokerage? Check out Apto. Created by and for commercial real estate brokers, Apto is the leading web-based platform for managing relationships, properties, listings, deals, and back office. Visit apto.com slash CRE show. Commercial real estate owners defer thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of tax dollars through cost segregation. I recommend Ernst & Morris call one 800 Costseg or visit costseg.com. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Ball. Today, we're talking about the impact of rising interest rates on commercial real estate. Please welcome my next guest, Aline Marinan. She's Director of Research with Grosvenor Americas. Aline, uh, thanks for joining us today.
6: Thanks very much. Hi,
0: Michael. And you guys are developing, you're buying, you have properties, I guess, all over the world. You're, you're based out of London, you have properties in Canada, you have office, retail, you develop residential. So uh, you're like most everyone else that's in real estate and commercial real estate. You're really watching these uh, interest rates and what the impact uh, might be, right?
6: Yeah, there's been quite a lot of discussion, um, both internally and with our headquarters in London, about the likely path of interest rates and what we think the impact will be on real estate so we can sort of prepare ourselves uh, properly for what we expect to come down the road.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like a lot of people are so uh, really, no, they're not going to go up, but they are now rising, correct?
6: Oh, yeah. Actually, it's it's pretty stunning. Interest rates have gone up. The 10-year Treasury has gone up. It went down a little bit today when I looked just before I got on the line, but um, they've gone up about 50, 60 basis points since the election.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's already having an impact on quoted rates on deals that uh, we're doing. And, you know, we're hearing it from uh, investors on, on best and finals and uh, offers on properties that, uh, you know what, uh, our cost of funds is, is going up. So, so, Elaine, what do you think? What kind of impact is it going to have on, on values?
6: Actually, it's an interesting question because, you know, the whole question has been, you know, cap rates and um, the cap rates paid on properties have been broadly compressing since uh, we sort of got into recovery mode after the downturn. And the question was, were people getting too aggressive, were cap rates getting too low? Um, but if you look at the the history of cap rates and how they behave relative to the 10-year Treasury, which is sort of the standard benchmark, you know, they don't move in lockstep. So there are other factors to take into account. And, you know, from where we're standing, uh, you know, the average cap rate spread over Treasuries is above the long-term average right now, and so there's room for more compression before you see a significant move up in cap rates, which, of course, translates into a reduction in property value.
0: So you think there might be a little bit more cap rate compression moving forward?
6: Yeah, I think there's room for cap rates to move downward, I and mean, just very broadly, I um, The long-term average spread over Treasuries is about 365 basis points. And, you know, I was looking at our third quarter number and the average cap rate spread right now, looking just across all sectors as an average, is about 445. So you've got, you know, you've got about 80 basis points of spread before you even hit the long-term average. And cap rate spreads have been cyclical and have actually been below average when um, the economy is doing well and the real estate markets are doing well. So um, one of the factors though is uh, investor confidence and people's view forward and whether they're optimistic. So there are a lot of variables to take into account. But I don't think we're going to immediately see an across-the-board increase in cap rates as a result of what's going on on the Treasury side.
0: Yeah, and I guess uh, interest rates uh, increasing some uh, is a sign that, that we are, have a good economy. Economy, And so what do you expect, uh, or what would you underwrite today for exit cap rates in a property that uh, you're maybe expecting to sell you know, two years or three years or five years from now?
6: Well, I think actually... Um, We would probably time our exit. Um, You know, we're long-term hold investors, typically, and, you know, we're paying very close attention to the cycle. We actually have had the opinion for quite some time that there's less slack in the economy than was generally believed to be the case. And so we've been expecting a downturn a couple of years down the road. And so for us, we would try not to sell... Once we're in the downturn, you know, we're, we're sort of doing our defensive strategy now to prepare for what we think is coming a few years down the road. But obviously, once you're in the correction mode, then you're going to be more um, conservative on your underwriting coming out. So I think our investment folks are generally penciling like a 50, 100 basis point cap rate increase um, down the road uh, just to be on the safe side.
0: Okay. And what about property types, Aline? What, you guys have different property types and you study the market. Which sector do you think would be most impacted by rising rates?
6: Well, you know, the classic answer is it's office. I mean, office is always the most cyclical sector. And so it sees the greatest impact when you've got shifts in the market, shifts in interest rates. And when I say shifts in the market, I mean shifts in the real estate market and or the financial markets. Um, and the least impacted um, classically is the apartment sector. Um, it's always the least cyclical sector. And in fact, investors tend to gravitate towards apartments because they're almost viewed as countercyclical investments that are safer and more defensive um, when the economy slows down or goes into a downturn. So, you know, the office sector will be uh, the hardest hit. Uh, that's typically the case. And right now, we have a situation where there's quite a lot of office construction going on, but it's still pretty concentrated. Um, I was looking at that uh, a little while ago, and the top 10 markets in terms of how much space is underway represent about two-thirds of all the new supply that's going on in the country right now. So you would look and see that those markets would typically be most impacted if suddenly Um, the economy goes into a downturn if things just slow down or interest rates rise very substantially.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. So 10-second answer to this, what would you estimate interest rates for mortgages for commercial real estate properties to be, say, two years from now? Guess.
6: Well, I mean, we're actually looking, um, and we've been saying we think the 10-year treasury will go up um, and get close to about 4% by, say, late 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe into 2019 things have gotten a little muddier now that the trump administration is going to be coming in everyone's trying to figure out how that's going to change the economic outlook because it definitely will have an impact but yeah. that's what we've been looking at and you know some of that increase has already happened as i said in the last couple of weeks so maybe now you're talking about a 150 basis point increase and that translates pretty quickly into mortgage rates
0: yeah, yeah it sure does Elaine, thanks for joining us we appreciate you being on the show Thank you very much. Well, stay tuned. We'll have more on rising interest rates impact on commercial real estate. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Stay with us. welcome back to the commercial real estate show i'm michael bull for today we're discussing the impact of rising interest rates on commercial real estate please welcome my next guest is david lynn he's ceo of everest medical core properties david thanks for joining us today Cool. And, David, you know, you've written some good books on commercial real estate, uh, advising uh, advisors and and people investing in the real estate. You're CEO of, of Everest there. So I know you guys think a lot about the impact of the economy and rising rates. So, you know, what's this rising rate environment uh, mean for the economy and commercial real estate?
3: Well, uh, you know, rates can't stay in the basement. At record lows forever, right? So we should all realize that. And we've been in a very unusual time. Uh, when I say record rates, sometimes uh, records going back hundreds of years. In the case of the Bank, Bank of England, for example, 322 years, uh, they've been keeping track. They've never had rates this low. So it, it's a very unusual time. And, um, you know, it's on the back of a very severe recession. And uh, we, the global economy, not just the U.S., have taken uh, quite a long time to come out of that and, and get to a, a higher level of growth. So in a way, you know, to have higher rates means that we're you know, doing better economically. We're, we're growing a little bit uh, more robustly. Uh, corporate profits, corporate health in general is, is pretty good. Corporate profits in general are pretty good. Um, you know, we have very low unemployment. Um, so usually when we have a combination of factors of, of, of fairly good growth and, and uh, you know, low employment, unemployment, for example, we, uh, we expect to see higher rates. So it's been unusual. Um, but I think uh, in terms of what the future holds, who knows. But if uh, the new incoming President Trump uh, starts a, a very uh, ambitious national infrastructure program with a lot of spending, uh, that could uh, potentially cause higher inflation um, if if more um, imports are, are uh, let's, let's say, their tariffs are raised on on uh, more more of our imports. That could cause higher inflation. So both both of those things could cause uh, higher interest rates <clears throat> as well as just general improving economic health and higher growth. So do I think rates are going to go to the sky? <clears throat> I, I really don't. I think that they're going to. The Fed has indicated that they'll probably raise rates this uh, this month a little bit uh, because economic indicators are, are, you know, not bad. Uh, but um, I, I, you know, if rates continue to go up, I think they'll go up in small increments over the next couple of years. There's still a lot of overcapacity in our economy in terms of the the, the service component of, of our economy is two thirds of our economy, and there's still a lot of overcapacity, quite frankly. And uh, so there, there are push and pull factors, so it's not clear that rates are going to go up dramatically. But, um, but I think one also has to look at the fact that um, it's all relative. So what are the other alternatives available to investors? And there are not that many that are high, you know, high return. Um, so I think um, you know, part of this is, will rates go up, but where will money go? You know, it doesn't really have a, a lot of places to go for higher, higher returns. So let me stop there. Yeah, I'm sure, you've got
0: other questions. Yeah, well, I like what you mentioned on uh, the push and pull. I mean, you have the push upward on values of of uh, rising economy, of jobs, and you know when the economy and and retail shopping is doing well, and jobs are doing well, real estate's doing well. But then you have the pull back down of the value, right, of of, of a rising rate. So, uh, which one wins? And 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 is there a certain property type uh, that you think would be more impacted positively? or negatively from rising rates
3: i'd say that you know property in general is very sensitive to um, uh, higher interest rates because it's a highly levered asset class Um, and then within that income property is probably a bit more sensitive because uh, that directly impacts uh, what a property can throw off uh, in current income so um Assuming that most property is, has some degree of leverage, uh, the higher interest rates on that leverage will directly impact the current uh, return and, of course, the total return. Uh, both, but um, but I think you'll you'll probably see the greatest impact on on properties that uh, have been purchased for a fairly low cap rate uh, and uh, are very sensitive to interest rate changes. Um, you know, the big the big. Thing that we all pay attention to is the spread between the uh, cost of, of debt capital and and the cap rate or the you know, in some cases the income thrown off by the property. So uh, as that compresses, yields are you know going to come down and and uh, resultingly cap you know cap rates will go up. So um, but you know large properties that uh, have uh, uh, very low cap rates. And I think it will be very sensitive. So I think at, in the market at the at the margin, you'll see those properties uh, becoming uh, uh, you know not a, a little bit less expensive because uh, the cost of capital uh, is becoming more expensive. And so I think you might see some rising cap rates or you know, a stop to compression, let's say, and then maybe some rising cap rates for those super core properties with very low cap rates is what I'm thinking we'll
0: probably see. Well, it makes sense. You've got a closer ratio right there. If you bought it at a three cap um, and you have a, let's say over a few years, a 2% or 200 basis points increase in interest rates, maybe that impacts, let's guess, the cap rate by 1% or 100 basis points. So uh, a one percent cap rate change when you when you pay to three cap is thirty three percent, right? I mean, you've got a right. big percentage there, uh, so that makes sense. What about property types, David? And is you know retail or, or office, uh, you know, one might be hurt or, or helped more than the other?
3: Well, again, we've got to look at very low cap rates, and um, but um, you know, it's um, I, I'd say. Properties that are looked at as income-producing, you know, and that could be retail or multifamily, uh, as opposed to value-add or development, are going to be more sensitive. Um, and properties that have more leverage are going to be more uh, impacted by higher rates. Yeah. Um, what about? And,
0: well, David, let me ask you this: What about? Um, single-tenant net lease properties where you've got some long-term leases and and maybe some of these uh, leases are flat or some of them don't have increases in the rents for five years. Might they be more impacted than uh, multi-tenant properties that tend to have annual increases? Uh,
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously they would. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of the elephant in the room. I think uh, uh, flat leases where there's no room, uh, no possibility for growth, Uh, there's no built-in rent increase, Uh, sure. I think those are going to be um, yeah, probably the most susceptible uh, to impact, and uh, I think they're in a very dangerous situation because yeah. sometimes um, those returns, those those uh, flat leases are locked in for 5, 10, 15, even 20 years, and so it's a very dangerous thing to, to be stuck at a, a very low cap rate when rates start coming up and there's just no room to go, so the investor will be impacted.
0: Yeah, and some of these REITs have done well that, that focus on these single-tenant net lease properties, so uh, might they be impacted more than, than REITs uh, and, and public companies that, that own some of the more multi-tenant properties like shopping centers and office buildings?
3: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it, it's very uh, analogous to a bond, right? So in rising rates, bonds get hurt, and, and rising rates, uh, you know, single t- more disproportionately uh, net lease, single-tenant, flat lease properties... Are very bond like, and they'll be, you know, their, their uh, appearance of value uh, will be impacted the most. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's typically what you see. And those, you can see that very clearly in the uh, publicly traded REIT market. So those companies that are, as you say, uh, single tenant, flat leaves, uh tend to be, you know, very sensitive and hit very hard uh, when rates begin to rise. Yeah.
0: Well, David, thanks for joining us. We appreciate uh, you being on the show today.
3: Oh, my pleasure, Michael.
0: All right. And uh, thanks for joining us on the radio stations around the country, YouTube, iTunes, and the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. And stay tuned to see us next week. We're going to have a show on the hospitality market. You don't want to miss that. There's some changes going on there. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty, Asset and Occupancy Solutions. Ernst & Morris, the leader in cost segregation. Excelligent building data everywhere. Apto, your entire brokerage in the cloud. And Get Valuate online investment analysis. The best thank you, a referral to our sponsors. You can find them at CREshow.com.